Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. If you are genuinely enjoying what we do here on the show, uh, then please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app because it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensures that we bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. And today, I'm joined by Russell McCaithy. He's the CEO of Cubed. Russell, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, Russell, um, let's start off. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, Cubed and what you do there. Yeah, so um, I'm CEO of Cubed. I used to work in-house. I've ran an agency. I then started my own consultancy after consulting for a number of enterprise uh, businesses globally. And uh, I joined up with a couple of business partners to form Cubed about a year and a half ago. It's a marketing attribution platform. And that means that we can help clients fully understand the value of all of the activity they're doing. So when it comes to the display media that they're buying, when it comes to the value of the PPC activity, we help understand exactly what is driving a consumer from their original state of, I potentially want to buy something through to them purchasing multiple items. And every interaction that happens through that has some value in the journey. And typical analytics doesn't allow you to have that understanding because it only focuses on the last interaction or the last click. Mm. And so... We're able to go back through the entire customer journey and appropriate value to each one of the different touch points, um, and we do that in a in a unique and clever way. Now, marketing attribution. Uh, just before we get into the sort of, uh, I, I always say meat and potatoes, don't I? But I'll say it again: meat and potatoes of marketing attribution. Just a, a quick one sentence definition. If there was an Oxford English Dictionary of uh, SEO and sort of online marketing, what would uh, be under the entry for marketing attribution? <laughs> uh, that, that's where myself and my competitors probably c- compete on. Um, but I, if I had to define it very quickly, it would be that it's, it's appropriating the value uh, to the right places within the marketing funnel that allow businesses to make a much better decision around where they should spend their money and their effort to get the best return. Mm. And that illustrates quite nicely, doesn't it? Because I mean, marketing attribution is a it's a complex topic, and I think a lot of businesses sort of struggle to get to grips with it. Why do you think this is? 
well, you, you said, just said it yourself. It's, it's incredibly complicated and there's a, a lot of things that you either have to take into consideration or you have to appreciate that you're never going to have 100% of the data. You're never going to have 100% of the view. But the whole point with, with any analytics, and this is the case with any platform you're using, is that it's around understanding the trends in behavior and be able to look at when you are influencing them by what you're doing in the marketing scape how that is being influenced on your bottom line as a, as a business. So the thing with attribution is it's not just the, the algorithm or the models or how you do the calculation or what data you tag. The, the, bigger, the biggest thing that we need to, to focus on is changing the perception of how you approach an audience in, in, from a business perspective. It's actually going and changing the psychology of the company to say, look, we're not just going to focus on the last thing that people do when they interact with us. We're actually going to look at the entire journey and start to approach the landscape and the marketplace in a different way mm. to get the best return over the long period of time. And because it's that long period of time and it's that future investment, there is an element of risk associated with doing that. I mean, in, from your experience, sort of, seeing this happen what would you say are the common pitfalls uh, or perhaps obstacles that sort of prevent businesses from investing in as well as understanding attribution i think one of the issues is that it's been a buzzword for a number of years and therefore people have tried it in a sense within some of the free tools and haven't really seen the value from it the, the other kind of side of this as well is that a lot of people say that they're doing attribution through the likes of double click or a display provider, which doesn't actually look at the full channel mix. So DoubleClick has an attribution platform within it that it says is their attribution. However, you have to manually go in and set up the tagging for all the other channels within that. And if you don't have all your channels included in that, you're effectively scoring your display performance not against the full picture. There's other elements of this as well. So it's incredibly important to have cost data, including on in all your analytics as well. Mm. So what you want to be able to do is say, how much did I spend? How much effort did I put against this activity over the lifetime of trying to go over these customers? And what was my financial return? Did I get a return on investment? And is that a viable return on investment? Or should I be making some changes? Do you think businesses put enough emphasis on attribution? Do you think it's one of those sort of forgotten arts? I think because it's a cost against analytics, I feel like we've gone through a few stages of attribution. We've done the, the free versions where you pick a model, and we're now at the point where if you are spending £100,000 a month and you're not doing attribution, you really should be. There then is the aspirational zero to £100,000 a month where people are like, I want to fully understand what my consumers are doing and the value of them. And therefore, I'm, I'm, they're kind of investing early in attribution. The problem is that historically, analytics as a discipline hasn't really been associated budget or much budget at all. And we've started to see just generically within the data world that there's more and more investment into data and analytics over the last, say, two or three years. And businesses are starting to spend uh, significant amounts of money in ensuring that they have the right data to make these decisions. But we still really haven't seen that kickstarted at a global scale yet, because there is a significant amount of businesses out there that really should be investing in better data, not just attribution, but just ge generically. And attribution would form a part of that. 
I was just wondering about um, sort of software that helps us to sort of see attribution, if you like. What's the take-up? What do you think needs to change uh, in order for more business to adopt sort of attribution software and understand it better? What we've, what we've seen in, say, uh, PPC as a channel, we've seen people get a lot cleverer. So we've, we had the migration into mid, uh, bid management platforms, the likes of Marin and Kenshu, and we're slowly seeing the investments uh, away from agencies and building your internal headcount. Mm. And the, the skill set movement between just using a tool to change your bids to actually having the skill set in-house where those people really understand what's going on in that space – we're then going to have to have that cycle of actually if we're going to make these decisions in-house and we're not going to be relying on a platform to tell us what we should be doing in this singular channel, people are wanting to break down those silos and they're going to be going, actually, just because I'm in charge of PPC, I need to fully understand what my creative team is delivering when it comes to the brand and messaging, I need to understand what, how my SEO team is performing and in- integrate those. I need to understand how a consumer actually engages with us online. What is the message that we're giving them across every channel? And how does PPC fit into that messaging? And it's not so insular in a siloed way as it was years ago, because we now have the capabilities of using tools such as attribution companies to allow you to say, this is the value that I bring to that mix. And that's the story that, that the more advanced and the smarter marketers are investing in. Now, Google recently announced their own uh, free attribution software, Google Attribution. What are your thoughts on this? When Google announced their free attribution software, it's basically a, a cut-down version of uh, Attribution 360. Um, and Attribution 360 as a platform is very useful for people who are already fully in the Google stack and they've made that investment in that stack. There's a number of things to sort of be highlighted from a free perspective that the the elements where you have Google and you want to use attribution – If you don't have enough data in your analytics right now, attribution doesn't scale. So you have to have a a significant amount of data to have the the data-driven attribution to do the calculations and to show you the value of that. Mm. So at a really small company level, it really doesn't work. Now, at the other end of the scale, if you have the free version of GA and you haven't gone on to um, GAP yet, the issue is, is that you then have sampled data. And when you have sampled data, your data set isn't actually the right data to be using in an attribution tool. So for me, this is a marketing message from Google to say, look, we we think attribution is really important. And don't get me wrong, that's fantastic for me because it's basically telling the marketplace that it is a significant thing that people should be investing in. But it's to, to lead people to buy premium. For me, this is a sales tool for them to say, look, you're using attribution you're using it for free. You're not actually getting the full value from it because either you've got sampled data or you don't have enough data yet, but you should be looking at this. And then in the future is where they then upsell you to GAP, the premium version of Google Analytics, to enable you to do that. Now, alongside that, I have a number of issues along how the calculations for sort of data-driven attribution uh, are done and the whole black box of how that calculation is is worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I, I sort of formed Cubed is to, to have a open way of showing how the algorithm is calculated and enable people to say, actually, what is influencing buyer behavior rather than it being a, we'll put all the numbers into a black box and then we'll tell you that you should spend more on PPC or less on SEO, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So for me, it's 
it's a sales tool for Google and it's a very clever one to do. But the reason why we created Cubed was to 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 counteract a lot of the the messaging that was out there when it comes to attribution and it doesn't have to be this sort of black magic mm. where, where do you see the sort of the whole sort of attribution ecosystem and the psyche around attribution going in the next couple of years i i, I hope it grows um, mm. <laughs> just for my business perspective yes. um <laughs> but uh, the the things i think people are going to do we're going to see a lot more uh, businesses invest in attribution we're going to see companies come out and make a, a lot more of their decisions to buy consumers earlier and what i mean by that is that instead of focusing on the end of funnel and the small adjustments there that can make small amounts of money we're then going to see some strategic effort from businesses to say i'm going to be buying people two or three weeks before they convert or two or three days before they convert but i'm going to be paying more for them because using an attribution model you can start to invest in people who are yet to convert the issue with the, the investments right now are to buy people who you think are going to convert today, and everyone is trying to do that. The smarter marketers are going to start to have an understanding of who is going to convert in the future, and that's where attribution is really going to help those brands who invest in data to make those better decisions. So, Russell, I was just wondering, you know, what would be a good starting point for our listeners that want to get started with attribution a sort of top takeaway if you like to sort of get started and work out their business growth so i think one of the the key things is to have an understanding of of where the appetite in the business is or with your clients so there's a few ways to do that the first thing is to make sure you have the data to show the value of attribution so within google analytics it's free and most brands will use that in some form. You can set up micro conversions in as goals. And what I mean by micro conversion is something that is not a revenue driving action, such as signing up for a newsletter, uh, adding a product to basket, viewing a product. And if you set them up as goals and assign value to them, you're then able to look at the performance of, of the activity you're doing at driving an increase in the propensity to purchase without that person converting. And then you're starting to understand what activity is really contributing to conversions where they're not ending up converting themselves. Now, you can do some of that stuff in the assisted conversion section in GA, although the accuracy of that is a lot lower than if you set up the goals themselves. Mm. And what that enables you to do is have an understanding of what's going on in, the, in, in that business or on that brand's website. And it allows you to then start saying, actually, we need to think differently about the type of activity we're doing and what value it brings to us. And a prime example of that is as a generic statement, PPC versus SEO. SEO, although it does convert, the key value prop that SEO has is its educational ability. It, it captures that search intent and it allows people to research and it takes someone from not ready to buy to potentially ready to buy. And that's what the majority of content on where people's websites should do is it's being educational or convincing. PPC is an intent grabber. You're supposed to capture that person at that point and then convert them. And those two channels work incredibly well together. But to use the same KPI for both of those channels is an uh, incorrect use of how you should look at performance. Mm. Well, Russell, thanks so much for joining us. How can our listeners find out more about you, more about Cubed? So um, we've got, uh, you can welcome to visit our website, which is cubed.ai, or send me a tweet either at withcubed on Twitter or at the Rusty Bear.
Fantastic. And thanks for listening, uh, people. The show notes are on the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash Podcast. Um, just once again, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a review because that helps us to, to bring you, well, bring better marketing advice and ideas to, to, to more people, I guess. If you've got questions or suggestions, the email is sitevisibility. Is, no, it's not. It's actually podcast at sitevisibility.com. Uh, but you can tweet us at sitevisibility. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D on LinkedIn and Twitter. And don't forget, we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. And I think that's everything. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Russell. Yes, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.